and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm a professionally certified ADHD coach with over 10 years experience, and my passion is finding tools, tips, and resources that create more ease in my life, and I bring them here and share them with you in the case they do, in case they can do the same in your life. Today, I'm going to kick off episode 81 with what I'm calling a subscriber giveaway. I'm really excited. Um, so that's coming up in just a second. Then I have an ADHD-friendly tip that I am sharing from Arthur Ashe. It's a quote that I find very ADHD-friendly. Then my topic today is everything, everywhere, all at once, which I thought was a movie about ADHD when I first heard the title. And it just resonates because it's exactly what it feels like in my brain. And if that resonates for you, I'm going to share some tips to help pin things down and make them a bit more manageable. And then as I always do, I will wrap up with some highlights for next week's episode. But let's start with the celebration. So I am excited to announce the very first ADHD-friendly subscriber giveaway. So if you haven't subscribed yet, this is a YouTube giveaway. So if you're listening to this, if you want to participate in the giveaway, you need to hop on over to YouTube and subscribe if you haven't. And that's all you need to do to be able to participate. Because once you're a subscriber, I invite you to comment in the comments for this episode, episode 81. And by commenting in the episode, you are entered. Now, what is it that you're entering for? It's my first giveaway. So in episode 18, I talked about mini habits. And in episode 79, I talked about how to be an imperfectionist. So my first ADHD friendly giveaway is the two books. Now, these are my copies. You will get fresh new copies that do not have all of my notes and flags in it. But this is the, the two books. They're both by Stephen Guise. And I find them very ADHD friendly books. They're not ADHD, ADHD specific books, but they are very accessible for those of us with ADHD because he gives just really clear, actionable steps to support you around developing mini habits and how to get out of perfectionism and be an imperfectionist. So those are included in the giveaway. You do, this is my other disclaimer, you do need to be in the United States to um, qualify to have this shipped to you. If you um, haven't heard me talk about in the past, shipping is a big challenge for me. I thought about this a lot before I decided to commit myself to mailing something. And so I really had to pin it down to what can I do? I can't ship internationally. I can ship within the country um, that I'm in. So if you live in the United States and you're a subscriber, all you need to do is post a comment. Hopefully, you know, you can just say, Hey, I'm a subscriber in the comments done. And then I will draw from, um, all of the people that commented in episode 81, and I will announce in episode 84, who the winner is. And I'll reach out to get your information and put it in the mail to you. So that's all that it takes. Um, so again, the giveaway is two books. The, the winner will be announced in episode 84. So to qualify for that, you will need to post in the comments as a subscriber by Tuesday, May 9th. That's it. I'm going to post information about this and share it, but that's all it takes. Can't wait to see um, some comments, hopefully, some new subscribers, maybe. Um, if this interests you, my, my goal is always just to share helpful, relevant information that you can take and use every day. So that's the, the celebration that I found a way to do it and just going to try, just like everything else I try for the first time, just going to try and see how it goes. Hopefully, it's the first of many. 
All right, now on to this week's ADHD friendly tip. And this comes from tennis pro Arthur Ashe. And Arthur Ashe is quoted as having said, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. I use a form of this all the time. I had no idea that he said it. So what I find this helps with is managing perfectionism, overwhelm, black and white, that all or nothing thinking. Often we want to do things, but we'll wait for, you know, I'll wait till I have everything, all my ducks in a row, or, um, yeah, if only I'd started saving 20 years ago, it's too late. Start where you are. That's it. Use what you have. You don't have to have everything and do what you can. One thing is more than nothing. Something is always more than nothing. So with ADHD brain wiring, lots of challenges can get in our way. This quote is just like that friendly mantra to meet yourself where you are use what you have available to you, do what you can. Something's more than nothing. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Arthur Ashe, for that ADHD-friendly quotable tip. All right. Now into this week's topic, everything, everywhere, all at once. An ADHD description, if ever I heard. <laughs> okay. So this describes what I experience in my thoughts in my head every single day. If I even try to think about reaching out to somebody, I'll have so many competing thoughts that often I won't do anything. They won't even know I was thinking about them because I'll have had so many thoughts. I'll build it up in some big gesture that never has a chance of seeing the light of day. So I will do nothing. It's just too much. So this can be, and I'm just going to list some things it could be related to. It can be related to many more than this, but it could be your thoughts or everything everywhere all at once. Maybe you have so many feelings that it's everywhere everything, everywhere, all at once. Ideas, intentions, hobbies. We tend to start hobbies and not really stick with them. Maybe projects. Um, the things I have like a list of classes or things I want to learn. If I don't have structure around them, it all, it, any one of those can become too much. Often we have so many things we're trying to do and we have a hard time prioritizing them. It just feels like everything's everywhere all at once. And it's just not helpful. So I'm going to do a little tiny piece of ADHD um, brain wiring education here, really small. And I'm stretching all the way back to what I learned about in college. And a lot about what I learned about ADHD in college um, was really, really the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more research available today than there was then, but it's still the tip of the iceberg of what we know about it. We're learning more all the time. There's always more research coming out, but even back in college, I learned about the reticular activating system, the RAS for short. And this is from Very Well Health. I'm going to quote what it, what it means, what it is. So the RAS is a network of neurons in the brainstem that are involved in filtering information, organizing what's important and what's not. This is impacted by ADHD. So when you think about, I always think about like a, like a sand, um, what are they called? I think of like a filter where like you, you kind of pan for sand, like you're at the beach and you're trying to find shells and you, you know, you need the little sifter. It catches the things that are bigger than the sand, right? That's what a filter does. An air filter in your home for your air conditioner, everything, you know, filter is, is literally filtering out things that aren't important. So you can hold onto the things that are. Our reticulating activated, reticular activating system, the RAS in ADHD brains is typically impacted where it's not filtering out. So everything's coming in. So it, it, it is what resonated for me when I thought about everything everywhere all at once. It's like all coming in and nothing is stopping. 
the unimportant things from getting in the way of the important things. They're all coming across that, that threshold because there's not a filter in place to stop it efficiently. And we're not able to prioritize because of that, what's important and what isn't. So they go on to say the dysfunction in it is associated with ADHD symptoms like inattention and impulsivity. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I always think of it like, you know, if everything gets through, it's too much. So we have to find ways to pin things down, prioritize, work with our brains so that it's not everything everywhere all at once. It's some things, some places, maybe one at a time or less, you know, one or two at a time, not all at a time, all at once. So I'm going to Reference again, this is a, a book that I've re referenced before, um, The Extended Mind. Again, if you're listening to this, visuals are all available on my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast. Um, this is by Annie Murphy-Paul, and she talks a lot about, in this book, strategies for extending your mind, for literally thinking outside the brain. And um, the example that she gave that I just thought does such a great job of illustrating the power of thinking outside your brain is she compares our brain to a laptop computer. So if you think about a laptop, you can you know pick it up, throw it in your bag, take it in your car, go to the park, go to a library, work in your office, take it in the kitchen, sit outside. It works the same in all environments. Your brain does not. Your brain might be able to activate more easily in a coffee shop or a library than it does at home with nothing going on. Or it might work better in a quiet environment than in a busy open space office where there's a lot of distracting stimuli coming in. Your brain works different in different environments. Knowing the environment that your brain can activate more easily within is really key. It's one of those know thyself things. When you know yourself, you can make decisions that support yourself with more ease. So the benefit of offloading things into a space big enough to physically navigate is crucial with ADHD. We tend to keep things in our brain and we can only hold a few things. So it tends to create that feeling of overwhelm, right? Because there's too many things competing and we're trying to hold on to it all. And it can create that agitation that I always experience if somebody's asking me to do something, even a simple thing, if I'm already trying to hold on to two or three things in my brain, I have no more room for anything else. So I can kind of respond in a way that I wouldn't want to because I'm a little frustrated. I'm like, ah, I can't do one more thing. That's always a cue to me that I need to get it into something external. So my example here is when you think about like detective shows and my favorite um, example of this is uh, Breaking Bad. And so I'm just holding up a picture of like the, the classic um, detective bulletin board where they're all, you know, kind of putting all the ideas, all the different possible links, all the different, you know, pieces of information that they have into something visual that they can externally process, right? So you can get it, it's getting it out of your head and into something you can see, you can manipulate, you can navigate from. If you were just holding all these pieces of information in your brain, it's number one, it's impossible. Number two, it's fatiguing. It's not very efficient at all. So this is a great example of using the external world to offload things from your brain and take advantage of the external to make things visible and concrete so you can work with them. So this is something I think about a lot and I'm always um, referencing when I use examples of how to get things out of your brain and it's something you can navigate. People do it in all different areas of life, 
and a, a lot of different areas of work, we tend to resist it because it does take more effort. We have to pause and slow down to be able to do it, but it really gives us a way to extend our mind beyond the confines of our brain and get it into the world so we can use it and navigate with more ease. Sorry, I have allergies today. My nose is really itching me, so I apologize. I'm scratching my nose. All right, so Annie Murphy-Paul says, when thought overwhelms the mind, the mind uses the world. Love that quote. She says there are um, that external representations are more definite than internal ones. So again, if you have something outside of your brain, it's more concrete, more definite than just holding it inside your thoughts. So she has an example of this, and this is from philosopher Daniel Dennett. And he has a classic thought experiment, which I had never heard of, but I'm sharing it here. If you have heard of it, here you go again. But if you haven't, like me, it's a new way of thinking about it. So he says, picture a tiger. Imagine the details of the tiger, its eyes, its nose, its paws, its tail. When you have a complete image of this tiger, ask yourself this question. If you're picturing it, how many stripes does it have? I remember when I heard this, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I don't know. I have no idea. I was thinking about the eyes, the nose, the paws, the tail. If you had drawn it on a piece of paper, you would have included stripes because it's tiger. That would have just been part of what you did. And then you could easily go back and concretely count them. Seeing a tiger in our mind's eye is not the same as seeing it on a page. So it's like literally that Dr. Daniel Reisenberg calls it the detachment gain. He said, putting a bit of distance between yourself and the content of your minds has cognitive benefits. So it's literally getting it out of your head and into something concrete so you can manipulate and work with it. So when you think about that experience of everything everywhere all at once and using the concept of extending your mind out to the external world, what would you use to offload your thoughts when you're experiencing that everything everywhere all at once sensation? Is it external, visual, and concrete. Remember those three things are the essential pieces to extending things out of your head and into something that's useful. Maybe it's a whiteboard. Maybe it's just getting a sheet of paper and mind mapping it. Maybe it's making it into a list. Try what resonates most with you, what you know has worked before or what you're being pulled into because it's sparkly and interesting. If you try something to extend your mind, to alleviate the feeling of the everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, please make that one of the comments that you post. It counts, right? If, you, if you're a subscriber and you post a comment, you're, you're entered in the drawing for the two cool books. So maybe share a tip, something that worked for you would be something that can help all of us to learn more strategies for getting things out of our head and into something concrete. Give it a try. All right, so to recap, what I've shared in this episode is number one, the subscriber giveaway, first one for ADHD friendly. Um, so again, if you found something useful, click like, put a note in the comments to be able to be in the subscription. I'll announce the winner again in episode 84. I also shared Arthur Ashe's quote, start where you can, use what you have, do what you can. Start where you are, sorry. Start where you are, do what you can, use what you have, that ADHD friendly lens to navigate from. and then. The main topic for today, everything, everywhere, all at once. I shared some strategies from Annie Murthy Paul's book, The Extended Mind, 
for how to use the environment, how to get out of your head and into an external concrete visible tool to support your brain with more ease. Coming up next week, I'm going to be talking about chores and why they're so stinking challenging for those of us with ADHD. So it can be anything with anything like cleaning, laundry, organizing. Um, I'm going to talk about why they're hard and I'm going to share some strategies to get them checked off with more with a little bit more ease. That's it for this week's ADHD friendly podcast. Remember, if you haven't started your personal owner's manual yet, check out my website, adhdfriendly.com for tons of resources to get you started in capturing what works for you in an external concrete visible tool so you can use it to support yourself today and in the future. That's all for now. Until next week, tally ho.